and a good day to you. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. And this week we continue the series on your identity in Christ. And I know that there has been much talk recently and currently about the coronavirus, the COVID-19 virus that is spreading across the world in different countries. And just wanted to put things into perspective today about the seriousness of this virus and what some uh, scientists and websites are explaining about this, the virus, but more importantly, what you as a believer can do about it and what we shouldn't be doing about it. We shouldn't be anxious about it. We shouldn't be worried about it. We should know who we are in Christ. The virus should be afraid of you, not you be afraid of the virus. So first of all, here's some information from a website on the internet called LiveScience.com. And it says, so far, the new coronavirus has led to more than 100,000 illnesses and more than 3,000 deaths worldwide. But that's nothing compared with the flu, also called influenza. In the United States alone, the flu has caused an estimated 34 million illnesses, 350,000 hospitalizations, and 20,000 deaths this season, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, in the United States. Now, this article was three days ago. That's just uh, less than a week from the time you are hearing this broadcast. So we have to understand that there is a fact of the matter that there is this virus. We're not denying the existence of it. People are getting affected by it. Different people are receiving this virus and some are sadly dying because of it. The other thing we need to understand is that the media loves the hype. It loves a story. So we have to be very cognizant of what is being communicated, but also that the spirit of fear is often prevalent with new stories. The media likes to spread fear through hype even though this may be a fact that this virus exists, we must put it into perspective, but we also, more importantly, must realize who we are in Christ and that this virus cannot touch a believer who truly knows who they are and truly knows that this thing should not be able to touch them. So Jesus told us to be anxious for nothing in his word. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 33, we're going to read from this passage in the English Standard Version ESV. Jesus said in verse 25 of Matthew chapter 6, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? 
for the Gentiles seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, verse 34, Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So you could say, well, he's just talking about food and clothing. He's not talking about viruses. But we continue to understand from the Bible that there are many other examples of what Jesus was telling his disciples not to be afraid of. In the case of the storm, when they were in the boat and they went from one side to the other, he told them that they had no faith or they were of little faith. The disciples were fearful of the storm and the, the ocean that was roaring. But Jesus got up from his sound sleep from the back of the boat and he spoke to the storm and the storm stilled and the ocean became quiet and no more rough seas. So in other examples in the Word of God, and we don't have time in this short period of time on this broadcast today to go through every good work that Jesus did and every good example because as we know that all the books of the world could not contain all the wonderful miracles and things that Jesus did while he was on the earth. But we need to look at the works of the devil, the works of the enemy, and these are not works of God that we're about to tell you about now. When it comes to sickness and sin and death and all those things, these are things of the devil. And God is a God of truth and a God of life and reconciliation, restoration and healing and salvation. Now, as we look at the word, John chapter 6, verse 38, Jesus is saying, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. As I read out this scripture to you because it's important to understand if you have this belief that God the Father is the one that uh, made the blind man blind just so that he could see uh, Jesus, his son, heal him. Jesus came across this blind man so that he would be healed. Not because God was playing a game of inflicting sickness on people only for his son Jesus to come along and heal them. That is foolish it doesn't make sense it doesn't line up with God's character and we know from Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 that Jesus is the exact representation the exact imprint of the nature of the father and so if that's the case then that scenario is impossible so Jesus came down from heaven not to do his own will but the will of him who sent him and that means that he was going about and he was doing the father's will not his own so we know that the father's will is to heal not to inflict sickness. So where does sickness come from? Well, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8 says, Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God, that's Jesus, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. So it's important today that we understand that. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Now, yes, we understand, of course, he came to to save us, to seek and save that which was lost. But if he had not destroyed the works of the devil through the cross, then we would still not be able to be saved and born again today. We would not be reconciled back to the Father God. So we are in a position where we are victorious in Christ only because of the cross, and we've gone through this before. But let's look at the works of Jesus and versus the works of the devil. What were the works of Jesus. He was giving sight to the blind. He was he gave hearing to the deaf. 
lepers being healed and cleansed. Uh, Jesus fed the hungry, multiplied the fish and the loaves. He raised the dead. Anybody came to him with a demonic possession, uh, demons inside them, he set them free. Demons had to flee because of the authority of the name of Jesus and who he was. And they knew full well who he was because the demons were aware of that. They knew who the Son of Man was. Uh, Jesus also uh, set people free from captivity, all forms of, like we say, demonic possession, but sickness and death. Sickness and disease is captivity. You're trapped in this body that is plagued with illnesses. And so then we have to decide, okay, well, if, if those are the things that Jesus did, what, what are the things that the enemy has done? The devil. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So we know here that he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So we know that it was the Father's will to set people free, because Jesus didn't do his own will, but he, he did the will of the Father. And Jesus loves us just like the Father loves us. So they're very much on the same page. Jesus was not at odds with the Father. He was simply carrying out what he knew his Father would want done on the earth to bring heaven to earth, to bring the kingdom of heaven nigh upon people as he walked about the earth. And that's what we need to be doing today, amen, as believers walking around. But it's important to remember here who is doing the oppressing and who is doing the healing. The oppression of sickness and disease, because that's what Jesus was delivering people from, was oppression of the devil. So if somebody has a plague, if somebody has the coronavirus, if somebody has the flu, if somebody has cancer, HIV, pain in their left foot, these are all sicknesses, diseases, these are all works of the enemy. Because Jesus healed everyone who came to him for healing. No matter what the disease, no matter what the problem, no matter what the demonic possession, no devil was able to remain in someone's body standing in front of Christ Jesus. Amen. As Jesus was walking the earth before he went to the cross. And Jesus today is still in us, the believer, with the Father, with the Holy Spirit, trying to get us to lay hands on the sick so that he can continue to do what he was doing while he was on the earth himself in physical form as man walking around in right relationship with the Father. John chapter 14 verse 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. And we know that when he went to the Father, he was able to send the comfort of the Holy Spirit. So whoever believes in Jesus will also do the works that I do. So the works that he did, he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. God is still with Jesus today. Jesus is in the Father. The Father is in Jesus. The Holy Spirit is in God, uh, the Father and God the Son, and, and the Son and the Father is in the Holy Spirit. And if you are born again, you're saved, you are reconciled back to God, but not only that, your identity in Christ means that you're a son or daughter of the Most High God. And the Bible says that God comes to indwell the believer. God comes to indwell its creation that has been reconciled. Our spirit has been regenerated, and now our mind has to come into alignment with our spirit. How our understanding, we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Amen. So where we see here that Jesus went about doing good, 
The Father was working with him. And now Jesus said, we, the believer, we can do, we will do, we shall do the same works as Jesus, and greater we shall do, because he went to the Father. And when he went to the Father, he sent the Holy Spirit for us. So, in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, this was before Jesus ascended, he told his disciples, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. That word power there is ability. The ability of the enemy. The enemy is Satan, demonic realm, anything under the powers of darkness. And at the very end of Luke 10, verse 19, and you may want to, again, make a note of these scriptures to research them yourself, but it's very important that you read the entire verse, including the very end, which ends like this. And nothing shall hurt you. Another version will say, and nothing shall by any means injure you. Now, this was before the Holy Ghost was poured out on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. So, Jesus was telling his disciples, Listen, I have given you authority to stop the power of the enemy, to break the ability of the enemies to inflict sickness and disease on people. You can deliver them. You have the ability over all of the ability of the enemy. You have the authority to tell the devil to leave someone. You have the authority to tell the devil's works to leave someone. Remember, the devil is oppressing people, and one of those oppressing mechanisms is sickness and disease, which leads eventually to death if it's not fixed, if it's not resolved. So Jesus wants to get rid of all these problems, and he's now assigned his disciples with this authority. But this was before the day of Pentecost. This was before the cross and then before the day of Pentecost. So the apostles, the disciples, had not yet received power from on high, but they had authority. So with the authority that they had, without the power of the Holy Spirit indwelling them, they were able to uh, have authority over demons in people. And they were uh, successful, not in every case. But they did come back and say, even the devils obey us, they told Jesus. So, how much more now, as a believer, you are in a much better place than these disciples were. We have to understand this. We have more now than these disciples had when they were even walking with Jesus. The disciples did not have Jesus living in them. They didn't have the Father or the Holy Spirit living inside of them. But now, the believer, the born-again believer has the indwelling of God the Father, God the Son, and the God the Holy Spirit. Wherever we walk, we can cast out devils. We can lay hands on the sick so that they shall recover. We can raise the dead. But it has to be based on if we believe. Otherwise, we cannot call ourselves believers if we don't believe. Amen? In Matthew chapter 28, verse 16, we have the Great Commission. This is after Jesus has gone to the cross. This is after the devil had been defeated and is now continuing to be a defeated foe in our time. He is lost, he is defeated, but he's still going about as though he never lost. And we have to remind the devil, no, you have to come out of people's lives, you have to get out of their bodies, sicknesses don't belong there, because by the stripes of Christ, by the stripes of the Lord Jesus at the whipping post, Isaiah 53 verse 5, First Peter chapter 2 verse 24, we see that the stripes by the scourging and the stripes of Christ at that whipping post, we were healed. We are healed. We, our bodies were healed. We were completely healed. It is paid for. 
Now the believer has to believe so that sicknesses and diseases will leave the other person's body. They will leave whoever is the unbeliever. Okay, Believers are not supposed to get sick because they know that by the stripes of Christ, uh, sicknesses cannot attach, should not be able to attach themselves to a body. If we have the Word of God abiding in us, then nothing should be able to touch the Word of God. Jesus never became sick. And the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, also are we in this world. So you can see here that we are supposed to realize that as Jesus is right now, so also are we in this world. Amen? So we can walk around in confidence that we are growing up into Christ, into all things into Christ, walking around doing good according to our will. Now, our will, that we have the ability to decide whether to go up to someone and lay hands on them, to pray for them, okay? We have the, the, the choice but really, if we are to be obedient, we should not be saying no and leaving someone in captivity. We should be going over there. And because we have freely been given, we should be freely uh, giving out. Amen. Freely you have received, freely give, Jesus said. So now we should not be holding Christ inside of us. We should be allowing the power of God out through us. Amen. Because out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. You should allow the power, you should allow the life of God out of you into another person. Or if you're not physically next to someone and you cannot touch them, you're on the phone, you're, you're talking to them on the internet or through WhatsApp or whatever it is, you can speak life. You can believe by faith. There's no distance in the spirit. If they have the coronavirus, if they have the flu, if they have any disease, if they have a migraine, whatever they need, give them Jesus. Because Jesus is salvation. The name of Jesus is all we need. The Jesus inside of you is all you will ever need because everything good comes down from the Father of lights. Amen? According to the Bible. So we are supposed to be realizing who we have in us and who we now are in Him. So we can be an ambassador for Christ. We can go about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for God is with you. God is wanting to continue to do what He did upon the earth. The Father wants to continue to work through you like He worked through His Son, because Jesus said, it's not my works, it's the works of the Father that you see. When you see me heal people, it's the works of the Father. It's not my own works. And it's not my will. It's the will of the Father. So the Father is the one that always wanted to heal. Of course, Jesus did too. But he was obedient and submitting to his Father's will because his Father's will, his perfect will, you cannot get better than the perfect will. If you do not know how to pray and you do not yet speak in tongues, then in your own language, just say, Lord, I thank you. Your will shall be done in this person's situation on earth right now as it is in heaven in Jesus name amen so did Jesus ever tell us to go about doing good well we read earlier that we are supposed to be doing the same works and greater according to John 14 verse 12 but also like I was beginning to read out to you Matthew chapter 28 verse 16 to 20 it says now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them when they saw him they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. 
So here's the authority that you remember from Luke 10, verse 19. He had given his authority in the name of Jesus to the disciples so that they could go about and heal and set people free. But now we have the all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, Jesus said. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So here we are. The Lord is working through us just like he was working through his disciples and he was delivering people from all oppression. Uh, God continues to want to work through you now. And in fact, he has told you to continue the works of Christ. And Jesus said, you shall do the same works and greater you shall do because I went to the Father and now you have the Comforter. You have the Holy Spirit living within you. Now, ask the Lord to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. Let that cup overflow with the fire and the power of the Lord and go and show great and mighty works and set the captives free by the name of Jesus, not under your own power, but by the power of the Holy Spirit so that the people in front of you will be set free. If you know someone with the virus, if you know someone with a sickness, just command the sickness to be gone from their body. Tell the sickness whatever you would want it to do. And the right thing would be to tell it to be gone from their body, to leave their body, to tell it to go in the name of Jesus. And just thank the Father, thank the Lord for his life in their body from head to toe in the name of Jesus. Because it's the name of Jesus that every knee shall bow, but it's the name of Jesus that carries the authority because the Father gave the authority to Christ and in Christ we as joint heirs with him get to use his authority not for our own benefit only but for the benefit of those in front of us. Amen. We need to go about doing good. We need to be going about bringing peace to everyone, telling people not to be anxious for anything. Amen. Because All these things will be added unto them, all the things they need, which the Father knows they need before they know they need. If they submit to the Lord, amen, if they seek him first, all these things will be added unto them. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And James chapter 4, verse 7 also says, and this is the amplified version, so it's a little more verbose. The amplification of the meaning of the verse comes out. It says, so submit to the authority of God, Resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. So the same thing lines up with the works of the devil. If you submit to the authority of God, you stand firm against the sicknesses because you know that these sicknesses have got to leave people, have got to leave your body because of the stripes of Christ that the whipping post, amen, before the cross. Because you know these things, you know the nature of the Father, like we've been talking about for several programs now. You know who you are in Christ. You know the authority you have in the name of Jesus. You have all the tools you need in Christ. Christ himself. You use his name and if you believe that his name means something and it can destroy the works of the enemy, then when you speak his name and you believe by faith, you will see it before your very eyes that person gets healed, be set free from whatever they're going through. And that is usually enough When you have a sign as big as a healing sign that is an instant healing, a lot of times that person who gets healed, if they have not already given their life to Jesus, they will do so either on the spot right there or very soon after because it will 
affect them in such a way that they will know that there is a true and living God that cares for them, that wants to have them completely healed and loves them. Amen. So be encouraged today, but do not be anxious for anything. Do not be anxious about this virus. Do not be anxious about any lack on the kitchen table. Do not be anxious for a lack of anything. Just believe that the Lord shall provide. He already has provision for you in your life. Take your eyes off of what you don't have. Focus on Jesus and be an ambassador of Christ because there's plenty of people in this world right now who are talking about this virus and they are not talking about Jesus. You don't hear a widespread outburst of people saying, well, I'm in Christ and I'm going to do something about this virus. I'm going to speak life. I'm going to cast this virus out of people. You don't hear that. You hear the world talking about, wow, I wonder what's going to happen if it spreads over here. I don't know what I'm going to do about my kids. I don't know what I'm going to do about a lack of food that I'm finding in the shops because everybody's going to the shops and and taking all the bread off the shelves because they're scared. What am I going to do? Just trust in the Lord. Do not worry about what you will eat, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6. Do not worry. Just focus on Him because you are a formidable force in Christ. Amen. You are a formidable force in Christ. I want to encourage you today. The body of Christ needs you, brother and sister. I'm speaking to you right now. We need you to man up, to woman up, to be strong, to be forthright with other people, to be loving. But loving means to speak the truth to pray for them, to lift them up, and to just to tell them, trust in your Lord, trust in Him. Amen? And trust in Him, and you will have no concerns, because when you know the love of the Father, you know the nature of the Father, you know He is good, and He has only good intentions for you. Anything that is evil, anything of sickness, disease, that is not of God, that is of the devil, and we must stamp it out wherever we find it on this earth. Amen. All right, that's all we have time for today. Touchofgodradio.org is the website. And you can also find us on Facebook and YouTube under Touch of God Radio. God bless you and have a blessed week. Amen.